0: You're listening to Off Topic with Big Woo and friends, streaming live on the Big Woo radio app. Here's your host, Big
1: Woo.
2: What's up? What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Off Topic Sports. It's your boy, Big Woo. Um, Happy Sunday, everyone. Hope you're enjoying your evening or your, if you're... Enjoying your evening, that's great <laughs> If you're uh, locked down, again, in some of the states that might be listening to this radio program Please be safe, don't hurt nobody We're just gonna talk some sports with you We got, uh, trying to get Adonis Donnie Martin in here online But uh, something, of course, something is. Oh, you're here oh, Okay, okay, my computer's just a little slow And uh, uh, you are online Donnie, is that you?
3: Yeah,
2: that's me. I'm on here with you. All right, cool, cool, man. Donnie in the building right now. Um, we got to talk some uh, sports. We're gonna talk, uh, of course, uh, the bubble, the bubble tournaments, the bubble games that are going on. Uh, I don't know why your phone line keeps popping up on my um, on my screen, Donnie, but you're, you're you are here, right? <laughs> yes,
3: I am in there, and I'm not calling again. <laughs> okay.
2: All right. Well, uh, something's going. Well, uh, wacko with my screen, so I apologize if we go down. You know that's how internet is, but we'll try to get back on as soon as we possibly can. But uh, thanks everybody listening live at radio dot com. Everybody's download the Big Wheel Radio app in your Google Play Store, and all the folks that. Search us out on a podcast app On an iPhone, we appreciate you For doing that, we appreciate it If you want to get into the program It's 704-489-3316 The 704-489-3316 As we shout out our sponsors And all of our supporters Like we always do about this time Uh, Woodforce National Bank uh, Men's Warehouse 24K Rides of Rock Hill Warren Publishing, Clover Parks and Recreations Winthrop University, Porter Decal. The uh, uh, Hydrocephalus Association of America, no more brain Primetime players got basketball. <laughs> and you know what? I'm going to do this later. Uh, it was a long <laughs> night last night, and I ain't really. I ain't, I ain't, I'm, I'm not about that life right now. Anyway, thanks again, everybody, listening live. We're trying to get um, everybody in. I guess the phone lines are. are Messing up Donnie I believe so right now It's just going to be me and you man Just talking about uh, The bubble and the NBA uh, Are you into it uh, the, the practices have begun They've, They're getting heated up or I guess are Getting ready to practice uh, we talking about practice <laughs> Y'all need some practice That's for sure But uh, Donnie have you been watching um, Any of the bubble practices
3: no, I have not. I haven't to be honest with you. I haven't followed anything since, since last Sunday when we brought it up. Um, but I did happen to catch on World Star Hip Hop where Jr. Smith was was going live. I don't I don't know whether it was on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook or what, but he was going live and he was showing the meals that they were getting and, you know, like the guys in the other rooms right beside him and You know, just showing off his room, period, and talking trash, and they didn't give him no covers. Well, I know he got a text message from the NBA that told him to shut that down.
2: (laughs) Oh, wow. He said,
3: all man, I got it. Or from somebody higher up that definitely told him that he was exposing too much and that they needed to shut that down. So I just found that funny that, like, uh, (laughs) what's the big secret? What are y'all trying to hide there, like? And I wouldn't have thought nothing of it until somebody actually made him shut down his live. Wow. But um, I did hear a rumor, not necessarily a rumor. I heard a, a guy talking about uh, the the next NBA super team will come from this situation. And it did make me think. you got a lot of guys in close quarters talking to other guys. They probably normally wouldn't see maybe – once, twice a year on the court, and probably don't have a really good relationship with. Right. You get them guys all locked down together in a facility, and, and, and conversations start happening. Hey, bro, I'm I'm gonna be off of you know I'm gonna be a free agent in two years. So are Ooh. you, you know, blah blah. blah. Ooh, it, yeah. it, it, it very well could Some tampering going then, on. We we're in a friendlier NBA culture than we were in the,
1: That's back to the a-
3: that place by now. Right. But right. in this culture, we may get the next super team to
2: come out of this. Yeah, all right. We got some other guys on the line right now. I think it's JB, Mister Two Ninety Nine. I think JT is yeah, on the yeah, line. Yeah. I know we're expecting uh, Mister Tim Jones uh, uh, to come on the program too and hang out with us and, and talk what? about some things that he's got going on, Mister Tim Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tim
0: Jones. You talking right about? You talking about Tim Jones? Woo the the the. the the, the former captain of the defense from Clemson University.
2: Mm, that 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 particular one. Yes, that oh, Tim Jones. Oh my man, he's gonna be in the building. Uh, we got JT in the building, right? JT, you here, right?
1: Yeah, man. Good, man. Yeah,
2: in the building. All right, that's what's up. That's what's up, man. All right, so seven zero four four eight nine three three one six is if you want to get in the building. That's what you do is give us a call right there. Um, so yeah, JT, tell us more about um, our guest that we got coming on before we get into this uh bubble conversation with the NBA and uh everything that's going on around the sports. Uh, uh who we got uh who's Tim Jones t- t- explain to the people JT. Uh,
3: yeah, presently he's trying to get on the lines because the lines are so jammed so in turn he should be calling in any moment. Uh
2: but um, I believe we got him on. Tim,
3: are you here? Okay, I can't tell you. I can't tell you about him though. Um, what, what what legendary, what legendary status, man. Uh, two-time mm-hmm. All-ACC, first team, 94, second team, 93, two-time honorable mention, All-American, team MVP, Catherine, mm. Francis Leadership Award, Most Improved Player, R.F. Fool Award, and ACC Champion. Let me further that by I watched this man when I came in as a freshman, and JB can tell you, he was nicknamed yeah. named Hitman. And I can honestly <laughs> tell you that he was one that, that uh, decided to take the defensive uh, side of the ball and took it to a whole other level. and really set the standard for what Rocky Ohio Bearcat football is all about.
2: Wow. Um, mm-hmm. So it's an
3: honor and a pleasure, pleasure to just welcome this man to the program. And he's back now with our alma mater coaching the defensive side of the ball. I mean, he just what? can't act for anything more. I mean, it's just an honor. He's legendary. That's why I put <laughs> legendary. legend because he's legendary.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Let's see if we got him on the line. Mr. Tim Jones, are you here, sir? Are you on the line? Tim Jones. Yeah.
3: Yeah, this coach, this
2: is Tim Jones. What's up, brother? What's up? How you doing? <laughs> doing good, man. Glad you can take, <laughs> take the time out to be with us on the program, man, Off Topic Sports, Big Woo Radio, man. We got um, James J.T. Thompson. Uh, he's here on the line uh, with you, as well as uh, J.B. Mr. 299, he's here, and Adonis Donnie Martin, and uh, I'm Corey Big Woo Woods. Uh, welcome to the program, Coach.
3: Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it, and I'm and, um, good to uh, be talking with
2: you guys. All right, so, I mean, I think J.B. sounds a little excited when when, when we mentioned your name. He got real <laughs> hype, so I'm going to let J.B. come in here and uh, and ask you a couple questions, uh, Coach. J.B., did you have, uh some questions for Coach Tim Jones? Hey,
0: once again, hey, Tim welcome yep. to the show man it's 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 a it's an honor and a pleasure to have you grace to off-topic sports man because to this day i still i when i was in dc i I, re, I continued to tell people about you and the several other guys that played at Rocky Air high and and, oh, and made and made that defense made defense legendary man but um talk to me hey, about real hey, quick by you being at our alma mater what what were some of the things that you saw that really that stood out that you could that, that that they do well, and so what are some of the things that you're going to help the defense really improve on moving forward?
3: Well, I think um, one of the things when I first got there is that we had a lot of talented kids who um, really just wanted to know learn football, and um, as we as this will be my fifth year coming in, and as we continue to grow and understanding that the teaching the kids the foundation that um, back at football was always started with the defense, and it was very important um, at that time that kept us in, in big game. And now what I'm doing is trying to teach those kids the same thing. And also the big thing to understand the next man up. You know, some kids get really frustrated when they're not seeing that immediate success, but understand I'm trying to get them to understand the process of <clears throat> the team working, working hard. Continue to get um, be knowledgeable about the game and learning the system. Um, we've actually done a pretty good job defensively the last couple of years. We've been in the top five in the state, uh, defensively in all categories. So we're continuing to build and improve on that, uh, continue to teach our young guys uh, the system, and as they continue to uh, move forward um, with the experience, they'll be ready to go.
0: Awesome and 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 real quick knowing how knowing what a star you was at Clemson you know we have some high school athletes that listen to this show so what would you what would your advice to them be about being a student athlete being a student first before before going out to the field
3: well I I'm, am I'm, I'm guarantee I'm the prime example, man. I, I tell you, a lot of people uh, who see me when I'm out with my kids that talk about how good of a football player I was, and then, you know, my kids turn around and say, well, you know, how come you didn't go pro? You know, we didn't talk about those things, but me tearing my ATL going into my senior year after mm-hmm. deciding not to leave college at, after my junior year. So education is very important. I look at that, you know, uh, education help you open doors for you and help change your life. I mean, you know, sometimes um, when I was coming through, you know, it was more a push to get a degree, to get a job. But actually, Mm -hmm. looking back on my career, it gave me an opportunity to make decisions that not only benefit myself but also my family. And Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, and then it also taught me that, you know, playing this game – and that nothing is guaranteed, but if you have an education, that's something nobody can ever take from. That does not get old. So I, I think that's what that's the big thing, you know, just changing their lives.
2: Uh, we had a little. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> there was there was something yeah, that yeah. happened just just now. Did you did everybody hear what uh, uh, Mr. Jones had to say? Yeah, because there, there was yeah. a there was a moment in there that that something happened. Uh, I didn't I didn't know okay. if everybody heard that or not. But um, okay, yeah. go ahead, JT. I didn't I didn't want to cut you off, brother.
3: Oh no, I was gonna say um, what Coach Jones just said is is true on so many different levels. Uh, my youngest son is now up under that under his uh, defensive guidance right now, and I couldn't think of anybody any better for him to be up under. I mean, total confidence in what what he pours, you know, and what he brings to the table. Um, we, we, we got um, – your daughters came up in the conversation last week, and I wanted you to elaborate on how important it was you instilling. Uh, us, You know, we here on the show didn't know that a 4.9 was possible, but we learned that last week. So we want, we want to talk to you about that and how important that was in you instilling that in your daughters, which I've had the privilege of watching both of them play. And, and I see, you know, between you and their moms, man, they just they they were ate up with athletic ability. Hmm. Well, they're they're blessed. I have to give them credit. They're blessed with uh, athletic ability, for, I guess, from the DNA. But um, but one of the things that my wife, being an educator, um, uh, teaching elementary, and then now being a principal, um, we push education is very important. You know, one of the, one of my goals, our individual, our goals for our girls is, you know. Let's be, let's be a student. Let's be the highest and best student that we can be, and then just let the sports be on top of those things. And uh, that's what they've done. Um, one of the things that I teach, I teach them that you know, you know, you got schoolwork and all that is first, then the sports come second, and whatever other things you want to do in life. I said, but those things are gonna open the door, but it's gonna start with the education. Uh, we um, believe in working hard, challenging them. Um, so that's the oldest one uh, right now, Jada, who you guys talked about last week. She does have the 4.9 because she's in all the uh, honors classes. And, you know, those honors classes are way a little heavier than some of the other classes. why you, you can get that GPA like that. Then I got my, um, my youngest. She's going to be a rising ninth grade at Rocky Hill High this year coming up. She's already got three classes um, that's going to be credit towards a high school diploma from middle school. Um, she's going to also be an honors student and then you know we're just blessed that they they caught on to it and understand that education is important we make it important as parents which i think a lot of parents do in their household and um we just um kind of make sure we enforce those things on a daily basis and and make sure they don't forget it forget that that's what's yeah, up definitely yeah uh i got one more question we'll um Coach Jones, I want to ask you about this. You played in one of the, one of the first uh, nationally televised games here in what is now known as Football City, USA. I believe it was the triple overtime game against Northwestern. And I mm-hmm. wanted to know if you, if you remember that game and what do you remember from that particular game? Oh man, by uh, the fact, we have um, a ninth grade coach on our staff played at Northwestern, coach, or played in that game too. Um, but uh, okay. We, uh, okay. Yeah, that, that trip overtime game is, is one of the talked about games. My uncle has it on VHS, which I know a lot of the young people that's listening don't know what that is, but it's a VHS page. <laughs> um, you can look back. Some people send it out on YouTube, but uh, it was just a great football game, man. Both teams undefeated with so much um, football talent, Division One, Division II um, talent on both teams, and – it's a crosstown rival, And, you know, we knew each other. Uh, We all went to elementary school together and it kind of broke off when we got to middle school, but we still kept up with each other. So it was just one of the things I remember that that whole entire week, we didn't even talk to Northwestern guys. Like I knew Jeff Burns and some of those guys on that team. Um, We kind of grew up and, and they knew us and uh, we didn't talk that week. And that was one of the best parts about it. And then, Whoever lost, you couldn't talk to him um, after the game or on that Saturday. You had to wait to Sunday for that thing to wear off. But um, it was a one of the tough, best games I think uh, in our history uh, of the um, of the rivalry. But um, I will never forget that game, man. I, my biggest part is probably the fans. I mean, you talking about fourteen thousand fans packed in that stadium, and not counting the fifteen hundred people that stood on Constitution. On the sidewalk outside the fence and just watch wow. the game
2: because they couldn't get a ticket. Mm. Wow, that's crowded. <laughs> yeah, and hey, coach, before 8-10. we go any further, hold on, hold on, JB, let me uh, get coach okay. to uh, give out the information of uh, how people can follow the team and support uh, what they're doing, um, uh, coach. If you don't mind. I don't mind. We have
3: um, you can follow us, uh, Rocky Out Bearcats Football, um, on Twitter. Um, we have BadCats.net is our uh, even. Um, Website and um you know then I you know our head coaches um, at Bubba, Bubba Pittman Rock Hill Football um, he follows us and then of course my own Twitter account that I keep posting things with our kids is at at um, CU Hitman so um you can follow us there and um, looking forward to this season coming up
2: absolutely absolutely uh, for for those of you that just tuned in to uh the show uh, we're talking to Coach Tim Jones. Um, of the Rock Hill uh, Bearcat, Bear, Rock Hill <laughs> we can't talk Rock Hill Bearcats uh, football team, uh, coach with with everything that's going on. Well, JB, go ahead with your questions, and I'll get into that after we come back from the
0: I, I was just curious because you know we used to go down there to watch them play. I mean, if you I know Andy, uh, Dexter, Emory, Speedy, yeah, uh, you do you you still you still keep in touch with them cats?
3: Yeah, man, we. Um In college, uh, Clemson, um, we have Dabo Sweeney's secretary. She's been there forever. So, I mean, with all the head coaches, she keeps our um, Facebook page together, alumni email together. um, So, Mm. we know what's going on with each other and and, um, uh, what's going on in each other's lives and different things like that, how we network. But then again, you know, we always have our phone numbers. We call and talk, email each other all the time and just to see what's going on with each other. And we try to get back. During the spring, uh, I missed the spring game past couple of years, but um, we try to get back definitely to the spring game um, to just to talk with each other and, and just to uh, have a good time. No doubt.
2: No All doubt. Right. And So uh, we got Donnie on the line as well. Donnie, I know you've been sitting back, chilling, on, on, and listening to what's, what's going on. So uh, do you have anything you want to chime in with?
3: Um, Just real quick, I was going to ask Coach, um, in light of the – the the circumstances that everybody in the nation is facing due to coronavirus and the lack of um, like preseason workouts and getting your team in the condition. How do you a keep your kids focused? Because I don't know if y'all if, if, if Rock Hill has been determined already, but I know here in Charlotte Mecklenburg uh, CMS, the school the, the the season still hasn't started in any way, shape, or form. No preseason anything and we're not 100% certain if we're even going to have a football season. So uh, my question is, how do you keep your kids focused during this time if that is the case, in fact, in Rock Hill as well? And um, if, in fact, for some – whatever reason, we do not have a season, how do you go about taking care of the seniors and um, getting them some of the – you know, because everybody – at that point, everybody will, will be not having a season as well.
2: So, you know, this exactly.
3: the only – have at other players is what happened during their junior year and their sophomore year. So what steps are, are, are you as well as other coaches taking to get these kids through this difficult coronavirus situation that we all face? Well here here in South Carolina they allow us to um at least work our kids out. One coach, um with every nine players um what oh, we've cool. done our head coach we here at Rock Hill High, I'm I'm not sure whether it's the other schools too, but we have uh, we have we we co- we have a ninth grade coaching staff, and then our varsity staff also coaches our sub varsity, which is our JV group. What we what mm-hmm. we've done we took we've taken all those returning players. What we did when the pandemic hit, they canceled school in March. We we zoom meet with our kids once a week, and just talked with them. We talked with them about grades, so we tried to get through that semester. Yeah. You know, we we know how it is sometimes when when the teacher's not over you and the coach can't walk in the classroom or, or uh, see you in the hallway, that we, we talk academics uh, once a week with them as we get them all together. And then also me, I'm sending text messages to my position guys throughout the whole semester. And we only had one kid that had to go to summer school, which was great for us. Um, but that means, you know, he only missed a week, week of workout. Um, right now, the South Carolina High School League will allow us to have one coach, nine players uh, on, on the field, which we're using every field possible. We got the baseball field, the softball field, the soccer field, the band field. We got two fra- two football fields, and so what we're doing, we're we're staggering the times with our kids, and they they're lifting and um, running two days out of the week. And um, the days that they lift, we take about twenty minutes to thirty minutes. Just go over the defense and just um, doing some um, things that uh, going over the basic things that we uh, normally do in the spring. So right now we're still holding on and hopeful. Uh, I think the plan is um, we when we meet with the head coach, if they decide to cancel the whole season, he has we have a database, we have stats, and we can we're going to um, create film for our seniors to be able to present to colleges. Some colleges understand that, you know, it's going to be last year's film, you know. Um, so they're going to have to look at that and evaluate our kids. But I think the, the big part about it is making sure our kids are academically eligible, and that's going to be big for us because we feel that they're academically eligible. We know they can play the game, that somebody's going to take, uh, take a chance on them. So that's what our, our, our focus will be it'll go to, okay, let's hopefully we can play football. if we can't, let's take our seniors. We're going to put them together and we're going to present it to college coaches as they continue to communicate with us and talk with us and and see what happens.
2: Well, coach, let me ask you this. Um, They don't, colleges really don't have a choice, but to, um, you know, um, take what you give them as far as, uh, you know, video or whatever from last year, uh, they kinda yeah. in a they kinda in a tight position uh as far as what yeah. they need but they need players. Would you say they they're having a tough yeah. time uh, uh with this?
3: Yes, sir. They um, they need players and they're not being able to leave their campus to come out. So what we send them is what they're gonna be able to evaluate our kids on. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of good football players, definitely a lot of good football players in Rock Hill, um and on our football team also. But then, you know, they've already reached out to some kids early on. And then, you know, their kids gonna have a leg up on or our kids. But like, like we tell our kids, sometimes that kid might not be eligible. And then that school will come back to you. So um, we're going to do that. We're going to um, just make sure our kids get an opportunity and, um, um, when college coaches um, come to us for evaluation. So we're, we're looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, hopefully, we will have a season where we can put some more um, tape on on uh, film on for the players. But you know, right now, we just just hoping and praying right now that we get to play.
2: Absolutely, we we are too. Um, I, I want to talk to you on the other side of the, the break uh, about uh, precautions that that are being taken, or what should what type of precautions should be taken for any you know football program at any level um the precaution they should take at any level whether it's nfl college high school uh whatever um what are some of the things that could be done to protect them if they do come back to play um in the next year or so if this year or next year um if you'll if you'll hang around and 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 stick around with us and we'll come back and, and talk about that with you okay
3: thank you definitely do that
2: Alright, so don't nobody go nowhere um, Off Topic Sports We'll be right back after this With Coach Tim Jones Of Rock Hill Bearcats uh, We'll be right back
3: Hey, hey, hey The New Mount Olivet AME Zion Serves. Located at 527 Dave loud Boulevard in Rock Hill, South Carolina. Presiding pastor is Dr. Carlton Brown. 9 a.m. Sunday School with morning worship service starting at 10.05 a.m. Eastern. Thank you and
2: please join us soon. <laughs>
1: Hey, y'all. I'm Nima Shining Star-Elf, Nima Girl Productions. And every single Friday, you can catch me at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, hanging out with JT and Big Woo. We are Big Woo and the crew on Big Woo Radio, where every Friday, we let it flow with Floatic Fridays. And we also eat you with some black in effect, because black history is every day, all day. And if you didn't know... Now you know. And for all things Nima Girl Productions, go to my social media pages on the Nima Shiny Star L. You can get information on the upcoming book, Peace Queen Can You Hear Me? And check out the book, Peace King Can You Hear Me? So, all things Nemo Girl Productions, check out social media, L. and And if you're not checking out Big Boo and the Crew on Sundays at 6 p.m. on Off Topics, you better be checking out my Facebook Live with Thoughts Provoked. That's right, Thoughts Provoked, every Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where every topic is a hot topic. So... There you have it. I'm Nia Shining Star L for Nima Girl Productions. Hanging out with Big Woo and the crew on Big Woo Radio. You know how we do. Hey, y'all. Woo, woo, woo. Listen to, listen to, 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 to Big Woo Radio. Y'all hear what I say. I want y'all
2: I want to, to, I want to, want to, to
1: listen to Big Woo.
2: woo Welcome back to the program 704-489-3316 That's how you get in If you want to get in um, Thanks everybody listening live at BigWoodRadio.com Everybody download the BigWood Radio app in Google Play Store And all the folks that search us out on the iPhone Shout out to New uh, Soul Music I, I didn't get these in earlier So i I'm going to drop these in there. It was uh, The Hydrocephalus Association of America Please go to org. Primetime Players Basketball Chris, Coach Chris Thomas Connect the group Mr. Kevin Glover New Soul Music it's the Dark Eye Black Toby Society Some guy named Jay Spring Hill Credit Solution GraySheepDigital.com Below the deck Mr. Nick Fultz Enterprise Management Tony Nakell SMG Mr. J-Lock All About Us Radio And hats off to you Couture Ms. Bianca uh, Welcome back to the program again uh, Thank you uh, Mr. Tim, Coach Tim Jones For joining the program We appreciate that Thank you for hanging with us man
3: No problem Thank you for having me
2: Yep Absolutely Um mm-hmm. So we were, we were talking about, um, you know, the whole COVID and what's, what's safe and what's not safe. But what are some of the precautions, Coach, that, that need to be taken on any level and maybe some kind of design uh, of helmets and things like that, if you don't mind, you know, touching on some of that stuff. Um, but um, what are some of the precautions you guys are taking and what, what should be done? Uh, well,
3: one of the big things we've, we've done, our um, athletic department um, and our school district have a committee. Uh, of guidelines that we have to follow on top of uh, the state guidelines. All our kids uh, are required to wear a mask when they're transitioning from um, their check-in their check-in with the nurse. Uh, we're, we're making sure they're distancing, distancing uh, six feet apart. Mm-hmm. They're getting a test. They're answering the question. We want our kids to make sure they answer those questions truthfully, though, because um, the thing that's the most important thing. We don't want them to feel that, oh, well, you know, I was with some family members down in this area and one of my cousins or somebody else was diagnosed with the virus. Mm. That, you know, if they tell us that, they're going to be punished. We don't wanna, we're don't want to. we not going to punish our kids. Um, we want them to be truthful. We want them to be safe. We want them to um, be able to help this our football team down the road because right now we're still early in the preseason. Yeah. But they missed a week or two weeks. Then that's cool. It's, it's good with us. We don't have a problem with that. And um, I think that's the that's the biggest thing going forward is our kids is making sure they answer the question truthfully and not feel there's a backlash if they're not able to work out. Right. You know. And wow. uh, and also, our you know, all our coaches, we understand what our role is. You know, making sure when we're in the parking lot that the kids are waiting on parents, that they're they're separated, they got their mask on when they're on the field. Um, when we're doing workouts, we're making sure that each station where they're located is, um, is is doing the social distancing that they're requiring us to do. And we're not having more people on the field than they're not supposed to be. I think the big thing, again, I said, is that from the college level and up, you know, when it comes to that that those groups, you know, the funding there for them to be able to make sure they get all those guys tested. But, again, it comes down with those guys being honest with you know, with their coach and their staff and, um, uh, making sure they're doing what they're supposed to do when they're not on the field. Um, and you know, we, we see a lot of reports that's going around, you know, a lot of the young people who asymptomatic about it, but they can still get a virus of someone else that might have an underlying condition.
2: Right.
3: right. Be respectful and understand that the masses protect everyone. Um, Mm. you know, and that's my biggest thing. I think, uh, our district uh, here in Rock Hill has did a really good job in uh, communicating to us what our responsibility and our role is as coaches to protect our young people. And not only just to protect them, but also their families, because we don't want them to be contracted with it and take it home. Yeah. So you know, we want to make sure that we're doing everything we're supposed to do and follow those guidelines. And we've actually been uh, pretty lucky. None of our kids have been uh, – contracted with anything um and none of our kids have been sick our nurse have um had to send a couple of kids home but it wasn't had nothing to do with the virus which um you know which was um great on um we were happy about that but we also uh, want to make sure that we're doing our part and we're showing as leaders too we're we're the adults in the group um, the coaches we have to wear our masks we're wearing our masks every day and we're not going around saying i'm not wearing this mask i'm not doing this right you know we're we're actually leading by example and i think that's what we
2: did ain't that something somebody leading by example ain't there, ain't that something
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: good go
3: follow up to that i know we, i know we made 10 the magic number and therefore that's why y'all have you know nine players to every to one coach so that makes that magic number of 10 in a in a in a group but yes, how so does that affect the football team because you need 11 men to you know to imitate the starter lineup of your defense and your offense so how does that affect you when you in particular are the coach of the defense so my question is are you divided up in the do the do the coach by linebacker groups and defensive linemen come with this guy and or well, D-backs go with this guy, or is it like, I take this 11 for defense, you take that 11, you know, or how does that affect you guys by or with the limit of nine people, or at least I well, should say nine? Well, they gave us the guidelines, but we try to put it in place. Like, like for example, on, on Tuesday when our guys lift, we also do what we call our stunts and fronts where, you know, we'll split those guys up. So, you know, I got a the first half of that um, group, I got – Four, my three line, we run a four-three defense. I got four D linemen, three linebackers, and maybe an extra D lineman and extra linebacker. We rotate in there, and so we'll go over our front and stunts and alignment. Secondary, which is run by a defense coordinator and uh, Tony Watkins, who also played high school football with me, and he and they coaches the safety in the corners. So they're separated. We hadn't brought them together because we hadn't got there yet. But I think what we're doing. What we're doing is teaching them where they need to be, how to line up, and we're giving them that part. And then the linebackers and the D linemen understanding their stunts and their roles and responsibilities. And I think what we once we get it together, it's going to help our kids um, see how that puzzle fits. Mm-hmm. You know, but right now it can be a little frustrating. But um, what we've done is we've kind of split it up a little bit. You got the D-line coach with half of his D-line and then maybe a, a half of my linebacker with the, the veteran group, and then I might have a young group, and then we might rotate that. So what what we try to do on a weekly basis is make sure our kids are in a mixture. Where they're getting coached by all of us throughout the week um, um, just to make sure they understand that they're getting coached by their coach, and so that's that's what we try to do. That that helps us stay within the guidelines but also be able to coach our kids. Yeah, definitely. It's a, it's a tough situation. There's a lot of adjustments, yeah. and this is, you know, y'all guys are definitely earning your money this year as coaches, for sure. <laughs> yeah. For sure. But for we, sure. we enjoy it, man. i tell you, um, one of the things that we have no problem with is, is supporting each other as coaches. That's another thing we try to do and lead our kids, be able to communicate with each other and knowing that, you know, the D. If, if Coach Jones got the D line today because Coach Ross is um, on vacation, they know Coach Jones is going to do what Coach Ross wants him to do uh, to make sure they get what they they need to help them to get better. So um, you know, we're 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 a group that works together um, to make sure our kids get what they need.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. So, oh, Coach,
3: Coach, uh, uh, I got a quick question. Um... So I watched the uh, South Carolina high school league meeting. And so what's set in place right now is all reason games um, starting mm-hmm. September the 11th or 12th. So what is y'all's approach as, you know, looking at that and understanding that every game is going to count um, towards, mm-hmm. you know, playoffs. Um, what's, the, what's the mindset and approach when you get to that board? Well, um, hopefully um, our kids will be ready, man. I, the thing, uh, I, felt, I spoke with the head coach the other day after the meeting last week before we um, – one day, I think it was Thursday, we were talking, and he's get, trying to finalize the schedule because, of course, you know, we had a 10-game schedule already set up. Um, and and then, you know, we, normally what we do is play six non-region games first. Now we got to play those four region games up front. Um, hopefully, I, I made the suggest, hopefully we can at least get one non-region game going into the region, but it looks like the high school league is saying, no, you got to play all four your um, region games up front. Then you can add those other three games um, on the back end. So what we're going to do is we're just going to um, get our kids prepared. Once we finali- once we finalize the schedule, we know who we're playing first. The coaching staff will start watching film because there's not going to be a lot of film for the summer, what we normally would get. So we'll start watching a lot of last year's film, breaking it down, and uh, one of the things that we require of our kids, too, man, on top of making sure they do their homework and all that, we require them to watch at least two hours worth of film a week. And what we do is we break the film down and we just give it to them and want them to watch it, that, you know, just to get familiar with the team, our opponent. So um, we we start doing that, I can tell you right now, with our defensive coordinator, um, he, he's probably going to as soon as the schedule is finalized, we'll probably get a text message and say, hey, man, let's break down these games. And you know, and and go from there, and then we'll start sending it out to our kids, and our kids will be able to watch a little bit of it, and um, hopefully we'll just be ready when the season um, starts. And you know, and like I said, I hate that we have to you have to start with the region because that determines playoffs. But hey, everybody got to do it. We just got to get our kids prepared, ready to play.
2: Absolutely, that's all you can do. That's all you can do, yeah. Coach. I want to ask you something. And this is strictly an opinion. Um, this is your personal opinion. Uh, do you think there'll be a football season? Um, in your, in, I mean, we know what you hope for. We all hope for, but um, do you really think that there would be a season? And whether it's a football season in, in college or uh, NFL, your opinion.
3: Um, well, in my opinion, I know it is going to be one in the NFL. So this is it's, it's about the money. Mm. College, I can see. I can see. Players and parents, you know, voicing their opinion and cause them to make a big adjustment. Um, and then it might not be one in, in the college season. In um, high school, like I said, there's a chance, but then it's also a chance that that can be changed. Yeah. So, um, you know, um, that's how I would look at it.
2: I guess we all just got to definitely, basically
3: definitely – I know the NFL is going to play. 'Cause yeah. you know, the owners want they want to they wanna sell tickets, they wanna make money, and you know, really it's not about um all the teams' fans, it's all about just their their fans and making sure their fans come to right. watch them play.
2: Well let me let me piggy, piggyback off that question and ask you, uh should there be a season? That's a
3: tough question, man. <laughs> I, I, I for the for me, high school, and, and my wife asked me that same question. For high school, because there's so many seniors in uh, in this country, you know, don't have the uh, ways and means of being able to pay for college and, and playing a sport mm-hmm. gives them that opportunity. And if, if, if colleges are pulling are backing off on giving that, those young people opportunities, then my thing is we, should, we can find a way to get it done. I know I saw something – uh, some coaches in, I think, Alabama, maybe uh, Louisiana, that they created a shield that covered the whole face mask. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, you know, that's something, that, and I think what has to happen is, if if this if this thing doesn't curve to the positive, then it's going to hurt a lot of young people because I know there's going to be a lot of parents concerned, but also, you know, um, we have to be concerned about our young people. Yeah. and making sure they're safe. And um, so, you know, I I, I don't want to say no, but, I, I mean, my thing is if we can get a hold of this thing and, and kind of move it back, even if I'm thinking if we don't even play the non-conference games that we got on our schedule and just play the region and if we got to push it back, we should do
2: that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, for, the, for those of you just tuning in, you're listening to uh, Coach Tim Jones, Rock Hill uh, Bearcats football, um and uh, right here on Big Wood Radio off topic sports you got James J T Thompson in the building you got Donis Donnie Martin and JB Mister Two Ninety Nine so, yeah. so coach before I let you get out of here I'm gonna let um JB and JT uh yeah I was gonna say uh <laughs> I was reading your mind JB I was on top of it just <laughs> JB i to let you before we let you get get out of here okay coach
0: all right. Hey, hey Tim. Um, I just yes. want your opinion, um, personal and professional opinion. You know, when you hear about the NFL and you hear about NCAA, and and over the last few years they've stressed player safety. Do
1: mm-hmm. you really
0: think? Do you think it's a contradiction when they're willing to put these players out here and jeopardize their life, their their health as well as their their, their careers long term if they contract this disease?
3: I, it, it, to me, whenever you say player safety first, especially at those, at those levels and you have a lot of control of it then uh, and then you want to push them out there because of you know of of money and different things like that, then, yeah, it's a double standard. I think if you don't have a guideline in place, a, a process in place, how you're going to manage it and, and do it, then, hey, I don't think you should do it. You know, because you know, it's easy because if you, if you turn around, I, I put it like this you tell the player they can't sell their jersey to make money to help their parent. Now, this I'm going back years You're paying jersey to pay rent, uh, pay their mom's rent or pay the light bills, but then you can turn around and tell the kid they got to go out and put their uh health in jeopardy because you still want to make money, you still want to sell that jersey. That's a self-standard to me. I think, uh at that level, you have to be able to have you have the um, means to be able to say, OK, we can put this in place. This is what we need to do. And if you would meet this criteria, then you, you should be able to play. If you don't meet this criteria, then no. But that's that's the problem with the leadership. Lack of leadership in some organizations. They're not willing to do that. Uh, and. My thing is, you can't be an effective leader if you're not willing to take the brunt of the decisions that you make, and my thing is, if you're gonna be saying that players take is first, then hey, then we're gonna do whatever we can to make sure we protect our players.
2: There you go that's how it's done j t
3: yeah, um coach I want to ask you this question um it's kind of off topic we we put we put several guys here in in the league um from the city. My question to you is, how important is it for us to uh, make sure that our kids are financially literate and understand um, that realm and, and, and that thing, as far as when you get into making and earning money and signing contracts mm-hmm. um, that you've never really seen before? What is your suggestion about how to go about doing that, and how important is that um, in, in a young in a young man that's in that situation? Well, uh, I can just say, I'll I, I tell you this, what I tell my kids all the time, whenever you get an opportunity where you can, you are making millions and millions of dollars, you want to be able to understand the process of making your money make, um, work for you. Um, I, I I was a banker for over 20 some odd years before I started working at the high school. And one of the things I've I learned is that, you know, just because you, you make a lot of money. You just don't have to go out and buy any and everything that you know you can buy. Right. You know, um, my thing is make your money work for you, you know, make it to the point where you looking forward to your kids, their kids not having to work or work a nine to five, which is nothing wrong with that. But you know, you want to be able to put yourself financially in a position to do that. I think one of the biggest things that we should offer in high school is financial education. Um, I know when I worked at um, Wells Fargo and I worked at Family Trust, it, um, these financial institutions, we used to go into the schools and talk to our young people about saving money. And that, I think that's big. We needed to have that conversation in our household. Um, I think, uh, you know, when parents talk to our kids about, you know, saving the money, not spending money on things. I, and my thing, I tell my kids all the time, man, it's a, it's a big difference than a need and a want. If mm. you need something, I <laughs> can provide it. Right. If you want something, you don't, that's something you want. That ain't, you don't need it. Absolutely. And uh, it's a big difference. And um, so that that right there lets me know that these kids need to understand that. And I hate to see guys play in the league and and in five, six, seven, ten, eight, ten years, and then they have nothing to show for it but a big old house and some cards. Yeah. You no. Know? So that's the biggest thing yep. I, I think, you know, uh, that they need to, be, need to be taught. We need to be teaching them at an early age, man. And mm-hmm. I talk about that uh, with some of my kids at the high school level. You know, some of my kids look at me, I mean, you left the bank to work at the high school. Yeah, it's a pay cut. But what I've done yep. to help myself financially to take care of my family, it puts me in a position to make a decision that I like.
2: Exactly. And, you know, yeah, that's what's up. Right so there. That's
3: the thing. Yeah, that's Def- the thing. definitely, so, yeah. definitely, coach. Let me let me get you out of this segment with this question right here. I asked you the financial question for a reason. If you was the financial advisor to Patrick Mahomes, what would you advise him to do first with his brand new contract? First of all, uh, <laughs> uh, my whole thing with, with him is okay. You got to get yourself an allowance. I know it's a lot of money. My thing is, what you want to buy right off the bat, you got your parents you want to take care of. I know that. But what do they need instead of what do they want? And then you might want to buy them a gift. That's fine. But take that money and invest it and turn around and invest it. Because what happens is, if he lives out that contract, he'll have enough money where his kids, kids, kids will not have to work. And that's what I was tell them to do. Is that you could, I mean, right now, wow. Um, wow. Just, talking, just talking to my um, banking buddies, right now, government bonds, I know we, they talk a lot about it, but it's in the stock market. But you get a, almost a 5% return rate on your government bonds, man. You invest a million dollars. Wow. Just imagine
2: wow. how much yeah. money
3: you, you, you'll you get back. And that's a fixed rate. And that's if you're not even, if a person who don't even Want to take a risk in investing in the stock market? So I mean, it's, it's a lot of different ways. I would love to be his financial advisor though, because every <laughs> transaction, you, you know, you get a good percentage of it. But I can tell you this, man: five hundred million dollars. He, his kid, grandkids, kids will not have to work if he and does use the money and um and wow. buys and uh, invest it wisely.
2: All because he threw a no look pass and won a Super Bowl and a That's couple it. MVPs <laughs> in like four yeah. years. <laughs> what a exactly. diamond in the rough! What a diamond in the rough that they give, Kansas City Chiefs. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Speaking of since you but, went pro since you went since, since you went pro and, and, and went to talk about the NFL, um, do you think there should be an NFL season? Do you think? I mean, I know you you, you said that they'll probably do it. But uh, Well, actually I didn't I didn't really want Let me transition to the NBA Since we went pro though But still in the same vein uh, Do you think the NBA should have just canceled the rest of the season? Or or or, or, or are you okay with the, the bubble tournament? I
3: think they should have canceled it Okay, I think they should have canceled it Because right now What are you doing? You're not going to get anything out of it The fans are not going to be there You're going to put it on TV yeah. I mean, I, I think they should have just canceled the season. It's almost like a strike year or, or whatever they were um, two years back when San right. Antonio yeah. played that 50-game season. My thing is just go ahead and cancel it. You're not missing out on anything. Get prepared. Uh, get your protocol, your guidelines. Get your, uh, your arenas um, uh, ready for the new season to start. Because yeah. the thing about it, it's still about the fans. It's still about it. the fans can't participate, and the players. Yeah. It's just a glorified scrimmage, if you ask me. Yeah. If, if the if the fans can't come, I mean that's what that's the reason why these guys play the game for entertainment, and of course they get paid a lot of money to do so. Yeah, but I, I think I think I think it does. It won't hurt them to go ahead and just cancel the season. Let these guys go out and stay with their family. Make sure they're safe. Their family's safe. And spend time with them because they're mostly what on the road playing basketball six seven yeah. months out of the year. This yeah. is a good time where they can be um, fathers, everyday fathers with, to their kids and husbands yeah. and everything like that. So I mean, you know, to me, what are you going to get out of
2: it? Yeah, even for those guys that don't make a lot of money in the NBA, that will probably be hurting their pocket. For uh, there's some there's things that they can get into to make to make money. Especially if you play in the NBA, oh. so there's things that you can do: autographs, showing up the appearances, and stuff like you can you can make money. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, cool, uh, man. That was that was that was great, uh, Mr. Jones, uh, Coach Jones. We appreciate you coming through and hanging out with us on off topic sports right here on Big World Radio. We we appreciate that taking the time and good luck for hey, you uh, to you the rest of the way. Yes, sir.
3: Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I gotta. It. I got an over and under that uh, Mr. Jones may be interested in.
2: Okay, well, let's get into that. Hold on. Hold tight.
1: Is it over? Is it under?
0: It's time for JT's Over Under. Over Under. Over Under. Over Under.
2: Over Under. All right, JT, what you got, man?
3: All right, in honor of Coach Jones coming on the program, the over under is definitely dedicated to him. Uh, My question to the panel is this. Will Trevor Lawrence coming out um, um, when he goes into the draft, will he be the number one pick, and will he set a new standard for what a contract looks like for a rookie coming into the NBA, I mean, in the NFL?
2: Oh mm. well, Jones, we'll, we'll let Jones. Uh, I'll
3: answer that question. He, he should be the number one pick, and – Based on the structure of the NFL contract, he still got to sign a rookie contract. He won't be able to get that 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 <laughs> big money on yeah. um, like that because you know they started that collective bargaining agreement when Cam Newton came out. Yeah, so yeah, sure. I mean he'll make a hundred million dollars for five years, but then after those five years, whoever he goes to, they're going to sign him and, and hit hit. And I'm guarantee you, if he can take his team to the playoffs, so I'm going to say is a uh, is an over. Hmm. I think he would be the number one overall pick, and then when his new contract comes up, and, and he's he's going to make that big money.
2: Okay. All right, Donnie. What, what you said? What, what were you at, Donnie, on this one?
3: I say if there is no college football season, which that is a possibility, then he's one hundred percent guaranteed to be the number one overall pick. But I think if there is a season, he may play his way out of that position, or somebody else may play their way into it. Not necessarily meaning he's going to drop out of the top five or anything or top ten, but he may mm-hmm. not land the number one overall spot if, in fact, there is a season. A lot can go wrong, and not to mention the kid could get injured. You know, God knock on wood on that one. So, one hundred percent, if there is no season, he's number one pick the following year. But um. If, 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 you know, if there is a season, it's, it's up in the air at that point. Gotcha, JB. Great point. Great point. Um,
0: I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to agree with Tim, Coach, because you know, I think when you look at the overall landscape of the uh, NCAA and and seeing what he's been able to accomplish up to this point, as well as Clemson as as a whole, the team as a whole, I think that he's going to come in and he's going to do extremely well and and he's going to make some big bucks because there's really nobody in his league he's in a league of his own right now you know i agree with donnie too there may be someone to come in and 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 contend but he's leaps and bounds ahead of his peers to the uh when it comes to uh being on that field and 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 being a quarterback so i'm rolling with
2: coach cool uh jt we got time for another one if you got one
3: yep i got one um I want to know from coach does he think that that in uh, the front of panel does he think that Clemson is now considered a dynasty or do they need to win one one or two more in order to be considered a dynasty right now in college football Well well I'm I'm a little biased but, uh, <laughs> but to be honest about football man you have got to give Nick Saban Alabama credit you, I mean you can't I, I I we're we're fighting to be on that level Clemson is Devo and that and that and those players has got us to that level we can compete. Um, I would if we'd have won last year, I would say yes, but the way we got our butt up last year, I have to be honest, man, if we have to put Alabama first and then is still um, climbing that hill to Clemson, we're at the top of the ladder. We just got to take that next step, and that next step is continue on a consistent basis and win two or three in a row. You know, and, but we've been there, um, you know, and uh, I think this is one of the best clips and programs we've had in years in the history of the school because uh, they are consistently uh, are competing at a high level, and there looks to be no fall-off um, in our future. So, I mean, we'll eventually get there. But, uh, again, you know, you can never take anything away from a team like Alabama based on their history and then what Nick Saban has done. Uh, Why he's been a the coach there? That's what's
2: up. Who's next, Donnie?
3: Oh, well, I'll go. And and as of now, um, I kind of agree with Coach. I'm gonna go. Not quite yet. They're well on their way. But when I think of dynasty, the, those things stretch. Yeah, like Clemson had a heck of a run since what 2014, 2013, somewhere around there. Um, mm-hmm. Always been. Even years before that, but I'm talking about competing on a, you know, top five level year after year, what, 2013, 2014. So um, they're well on their way. But when you think about those perennial teams that year in, year out, you know that they're going to be, you know, in that top five and or carry just the prestige with the, the goals with the name like Notre Dame, Golden Domes. If they win a few more, they're going to be considered a dynasty just because they got the history and the tradition that that comes with it. And even though it's been a 40-year drought, you can always rely on that, you know, legacy, so to speak. Clemson in the in the in that type of game is a relative newcomer. I know Clemson has had success in the past, but not that consistent success to um to warrant the dynasty that they are now. If you get what I'm trying to say, so five, four, five more years of this. And you can't deny that they are a dynasty at that point. But the next five, if they get two more and are in the playoffs, you know, three or four of those times, then, yeah, they're they're by all means a dynasty at that point. And I don't see any reason why they won't be.
2: JB?
0: I have to agree with Donnie, you know. and, 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 And the one thing I think that really hurts Clemson as well is the fact that when you look at the ACC overall, they have been, they have been the bullies of the ACC because they have just beat the brakes off teams. There's been a few teams to, to, to try them over the last yeah. couple of years, but I think when you look at the overall play of the ACC, and, and you know from a competitive standpoint, there are a couple of teams that look good. But I think if the ACC, um, if they return back to prominence that they were years ago, then. But then, for sure, Clemson, you have to put Clemson in that category with LSU, with Alabama, and with the teams who have historic passes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, there it is, RockHillBearCats.net. Is that right, Coach? Tell everybody where they can follow y'all and and, and keep up with what y'all are doing.
3: RockHillBearCats.net and then at RockHillFootball on Twitter.
2: Okay. Anybody want to shout out before we get out of here, Coach?
3: Well, uh, I like to give a shout-out for my uh, my wife, and uh, she supports me a lot, man. My wife is a uh, three-time cancer survivor. We just uh, wow. did chemo yes. uh, a few weeks ago, and now she's uh, started her radiation this week uh, with a big smile every morning, man. And uh, she just uh, lights up my day. Uh, just to man. see the courage and the fight that he has. So um that's that's one person I didn't really need to give
2: a shout out to. Absolutely. Zach Jones. Amen. Yes. Yes. Amen. <laughs> uh, yes. Prayers yes. up yes. for sure. Prayers up, y'all. Thank you. No doubt. Um that's it uh, man. Um hey, check Will. out Rocket Yeah, go ahead.
0: I got a shout out for you.
2: Uh oh.
1: Uh Go
0: ahead. I want to give a I want to give a shout out to all these lovely young ladies out there that's willing to risk getting COVID nineteen by infiltrating the bubble in Florida with the NBA players. <laughs> hey, <laughs> make it pay off
2: for you. Two nine nine. Shout out. loud. Shout out loud. <laughs> oh boy, that was a good one, JB. Uh, I, I like it. I like it. Uh, but again, thanks, uh, coach, for for hanging out with us uh, for a whole hour. We appreciate that, man. And come back anytime. We'd love to talk to you.
3: Thank you. I appreciate you guys for having me, man. Enjoy.
2: Absolutely. All right. Um. Oh, Jb, appreciate it. Donnie. Jt, appreciate y'all. Um. Also. Um. So that's it. Thanks uh, for joining us. Make sure you check out the Tuesday brutally honest. And Friday, Florida Poetry Show. Let's go to bigwoolradio.com. Get for, get all the information you need. We we'll appreciate y'all. All right, on behalf of my man, James, JT Thompson, Adonis, Donnie Martin, JB, Mr. 299, Nima Shining Star L, The Poetic Goddess, Nayana Renee, Big Les, Lil Bucky, Pastor Fight. I'm Big Woo. It's Big Woo Radio. Peace. God bless. We out. Hey.
0: You're listening to Big Woo Radio.
1: Over Under.